Entrepreneur on Fire, 533. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round, seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Set it and forget it. That's what you can expect from MailRoute, a cloud-based email filtering service, peace of mind included. For a free trial, go to MailRoute.net, enter promo code EOF for 10% off the lifetime of your account. Working with an individual graphic designer has its limitations. Timing is one. Want dozens of designers to choose from in just seven days? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Simon Chaplinsky. Simon, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared to ignite. Yes. Simon is the CEO and co-founder of Odin's Hammer Apps, where they develop socially focused apps that gamify the process of making real world friends with specific shared interests. Given our listeners just a little overview, Simon, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Sure, absolutely. So my name is Simon Chaplinski. I'm 31. I am a serial entrepreneur. I think I've had the business bug in me all of my life. And I am now just fully realizing that and uh, uh, using it to my fullest potential. Um, I live in New York. I run a app development company. And like you said, we develop apps with the social aspect in mind. We want to create gamified solutions for creating meaningful connection between people. I think that technology is amazing. It'll never go away. And we should always use it, but in a way to create meaningful connections. Technology should be a bridge, a tool to help foster interaction between people. I think technology currently is being used uh, in a way that creates distance and separation And uh, if we can get beyond our devices and connect at the human level again, that's what I would like to foster with my business and my ideas. Powerful. And Simon, whenever anybody says the word serial entrepreneur, I think of Lucky Charms. Is that weird? No, it's not. Um, (laughs) I I actually (laughs) used to enjoy Lucky Charms back in the day. (laughs) That little green horseshoe, it's right there every time. So Simon, I am so excited to really be sharing your journey with Fire Nation here. I mean, that's what it's all about. Being a 31-year-old, really getting out there and trying to make something happen that people are going to resonate with and be passionate about. And that's what Odin's Hammer is all about. And we're really going to dive into everything about that. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Absolutely. My success quote or mantra, and I say this to myself and everyone around me all the time, is that there's enough success in this world for everyone. Regardless of what the media shows you and what have you believe about the world, we actually live in a world where there's enough natural resources or human resources like ideas or the ability to serve, etc., that anyone who wants to have success can reach out and have the success. And they can take it, and they don't have to take it away from anyone else. There's more success to be gained in figuring out how to cooperate with your fellow man than there is in trying to figure out ways of skinning him. So let's really boil that down. Give us a real world example of how you've seen this in place. 
I'm surrounded by various types of people in my life, people who are succeeding and people who aren't succeeding to their fullest potential. When I'm around the people who are succeeding, I look to them as inspiration. I don't want to take anything away from them. I want to contribute something to their success that might help me become more successful. And the people who are around me who are less successful than their fullest potential, I try to look at them as just not reaching their fullest potential yet. And I try to contribute something to them so that they can succeed and hopefully in the future benefit me. So Simon, here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we love taking the spotlight, turning it to our guest, and that's you, and really doing a deep dive into your journey. And obviously, you've had some success. We're going to touch upon those, but we want to first and foremost hear a story about a time when you failed, when you just fell flat in your face. So we can learn so much from the successes, and we can also learn so much from the failures. So Simon, really take it down to the ground level. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned. Sure. So I'm going to share with you guys kind of a personal story and, and, and a journey that took me down a deep path and then brought me back out in a really good, positive way. Um, when I was growing up, one of my dreams for myself when I got, when I got older was to be a professional soccer player. Uh, I wanted to play for the great European clubs like Arsenal or Chelsea or Manchester United. Uh, so when my senior year of high school ended, I got an offer for a scholarship from a nearby college, and I took it. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm on my way. I'm going to get scouted. This is it. So my freshman year of college came and my season started. I was taking my path seriously. I became an exceptional student athlete and took on 18 credit hours my first semester. I was also training and conditioning PE. I had soccer practice. I was performing in games. Uh, so I had a big workload. On top of that, I had just actually had my license suspended for speeding. So I was relying on rides to and from school for my friends and family, which kind of added a level of stress to my life. My first semester of school ended well, and my season was pretty good. I was excited about second semester, and I could take a break and regroup for a year. Uh, or I mean, from the year and get ready for year two to play even better. And I actually remember sitting in business class my second semester. I was either maybe the first or second day of school, but I could feel like something was off about myself. I was sweating. I was feeling anxious and very uncomfortable. My heart was racing. I was really starting to get worried something was wrong with me. And I can't really explain how it happened but there was a moment where something just snapped and I had a panic attack in class. Um, I had never had anything even remotely close to a panic attack before that time. My heart was pounding. I had tunnel vision. My brain was pumping adrenaline in a fight or flight response. And I felt like either my chest was going to explode or I was going to go crazy unless I ran out of class. So I ran to the bathroom and I shut myself in a stall and I sat there for about 30 minutes trying to get myself to calm down and figure out what was happening. Uh, I calmed down. I went back to class and it started happening again, the same sensation. So I decided I would leave class and go home and try to sleep it off. Um, I did. I went back to school the next day and it started happening exactly the same way. So before it happened, I decided to leave school and go back home and try to try to sleep it off. I talked to my sister um, but I actually didn't have neither the conceptual understanding nor the vocabulary to explain what was happening to me. I didn't know what a panic attack was. I'd never seen it or experienced it before. So all I could say to my sister was, I feel like I'm going crazy. I don't really know what's going on. 
So my coping technique at that time, uh, you know, I was an athlete. I wasn't really a, a communicative, emotive type of guy. I just kind of felt like I can deal with this myself. I can fix this. So I went home and I kind of locked myself in my parents' basement in my bedroom. And I stayed there for about 10 days trying to get healthy, trying to figure out what's going on with me. Uh, but all that while, I was kind of worrying about, is it going to happen again? What is it? I can't really explain it. I've never had anything like this happen before. How can I fix it? How do I tell my parents about it? And I think about the 10th day of being locked in my room, not going to school, and just kind of uh, you know, get, going into this deep, dark depression. My dad came downstairs finally and said, are you going to school today? And, uh, you know, my dad at that time was kind of my hero and he still is to this day. I I love him so much. He's a huge inspiration. And I, all I could tell him at that time was, you know, dad, I don't know what to tell you. I I feel sick. I can't go back to school. Um, you know, I need some more days off. And my dad, not really knowing what was going on, not understanding the situation, he said to me something that really cut me deep. He said, if you don't go to school today, you're a loser. And I had never heard those words from my dad ever in my life. And coming from out of his mouth, I thought that was like the worst thing I could ever possibly hear. I had never been a loser up to, to, to that point. I was always working hard. I tried to be the best I could be. But if my dad believed I'm a loser, whoa, that hurts. So, um, you know, I took a day and really um, dwelled upon what my dad had said and it, and it hurt. But it sparked a fire inside of me. It lit me up in a way that I had never been lit up before. I knew there was something wrong with me. And I had to make a decision right there and then. Am I going to be a loser in my father's eyes and just let this consume me? Or am I going to figure out how to beat this and overcome it and get out of it? So I set out on a path to heal myself and fix my neurological breakdown, which I had no idea how difficult that was going to be. Um, And the way I set about doing it was in a very rudimentary way. I said to myself, okay, well, I know sports. If you injure a muscle, you go back and you do physical therapy, you you strengthen your muscle and you get stronger. So I said, okay, my brain is injured or something's wrong with my brain. Well, I am going to do physical therapy for my brain. And the only way I knew how to do that was to read books. So I would grab books and I would open them and I would read them cover to cover. And I must have grabbed about uh, five books at a time. I probably consumed in that time period over 50 books cover to cover about psychology, medicine, sociology, business, uh, law, you name it. I mean, from historical books to modern books. And I just consumed them all because I was training my brain to get healthy again. It, it, during that time period, I had developed a social phobia from that panic attack. So even though I was recovering and I was training myself to get out of it, I couldn't actually be around people because I felt like I was going to have a panic attack again. So all my time was spent by myself in my basement trying to fight off this social phobia slash anxiety slash depression. Um, But I knew that I had no other option than to just keep forging ahead and going and going and going until I got out of it. So to make a long story short, about two years later with no medicine and no therapy, just my own devices of reading and meditating and changing my habits and my diet and, and working out, I... Uh, was no longer anxious. I no longer had panic attacks. I no longer had depression and I beat my uh, anxiety. And um, since that time, that was a critical moment that set me on a course that would perpetuate me and my success into doing everything I ever possibly could in life 
to, to not allow anyone to ever call me a loser again. So even though it was like a rudimentary, like a uh, play on my pride, I've used it as a catalyst to be driven uh, to no extent to just be as, as successful as I want to be. Simon, you are so generous to be sharing with Fire Nation this very personal story. So do this for us because you shared so many golden nuggets throughout and revelations. Boil it down into just one sentence. If we could walk away from something that you experienced during that time in your life, what would it be? When you're down, you have two options. Stay down or get up. And when you get up, you better get up stronger than you were before. Boom. So, Simon, again, I love the mentality that you're bringing to this interview. You're telling stories. You're taking us there. I feel like I'm with you. You're closing that chasm between listener and interviewee so powerfully. So let's keep that going as you go to the other end of the spectrum. And we talk about an aha moment, a light bulb that at some point during your entrepreneurial journey went off. So take us to that moment in time, Simon. Take us down to the ground level and share with us the steps that you took to turn that moment into success. Absolutely. So um, I don't know if you remember back uh, several years ago, uh, we had what equates to essentially as a housing collapse and a repression or a recession slash depression. In oh, yeah. I was a real country. estate agent then. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. So my family's business was real estate and construction. My father owns a construction company and builds homes and my mom was in real estate. We were heavily invested in spec homes, and when the housing market collapsed, we had a ton of capital invested in homes that just kind of disappeared. There was an oversaturation in the market. Nobody was buying homes. Our money meant nothing. Um, and I was working for my father at that time, so that meant my job got hit too. It was a very scary moment in my life. Um, our business almost collapsed. And at the same time, my girlfriend actually got sued by one of her close friends for an astronomical amount of money for an injury that occurred to him uh, at her house. And this was like a stab in the back moment. It was a really, really terrible time for us. And it just kind of flattened me. And I sat thinking about how powerless I was at that moment. I didn't have enough money to take care of my family. I didn't have enough money to to fight off this lawsuit. Both of these financial things were looming over my head. And I said to myself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to never be in this situation again. I don't care what it is. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to change my line of work. I'm going to get out of this depression recession. And this will never happen to me again. I love my family. I want to take care of them. I love my girlfriend. I want to take care of her. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I don't have any children. I don't have any major obligations that, that I have to take care of that are holding me back. I'm young enough, I can take a huge gamble and a risk in my life right now and pivot my direction and do something big. Go for it. All of it. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do it. And so it was right around the time also when uh, the app industry was really blowing up. Games like Draw Something sold for about $200 million after a week of being on the market. Words with Friends was blowing up all over the place. I think Alec Baldwin got thrown off of an airplane for not shutting off his phone while playing that game, and it was a huge media <laughs> sensation. And um, it dawned on me that, hey, I've been playing video games all my life. I've had a Nintendo since I was a kid, and I grew up with every system consecutively afterwards. I know games, and I know technology. I've grown up with, a, with the internet, with a computer all my life. Why don't I 
try to do something big in mobile apps and mobile games. But I didn't have an idea. I just had the idea that this might be a financial vehicle to make a lot of money and do something that I really enjoy doing. So I ended up going to L.A., uh, and, and in a serendipitous way, I met somebody who ended up becoming my business partner. Uh, she had a very analytical and technical background. She had worked in marketing and sales. And we had a conversation about uh, the limitations of, of social apps and game apps um, at that time. We were both early technology adopters. And we talked for maybe about a couple of weeks. We went back and forth, and we kind of collaborated, collaborated on app ideas. And something just kind of kicked. She had an idea for a uh, app that would allow her and her girlfriends to play games at the bar when they were bored that they could get other people involved in and kind of create a fun atmosphere. I had the idea, well, why don't we extend that out a little bit further and not only allow you to play with your friends, but allow you to play with nearby people. And so we kind of joined those things together and started building upon uh, these iterations of ideas until finally we had that aha moment, like, wait a second, we have an idea here. We have a potential big game here. And this was the idea that is now our app Revel. Uh, and uh, it's in the app store now. And it's, it's, it's gaining a lot of traction and success. And uh, we're very proud of it. So Simon, you said a lot of things there that just really resonate with me. And I know Fire Nation is just sitting there kind of nodding their heads because we hear these great themes that come up over and over again that so many entrepreneurs are scared to take that leap because of that big risk. You know, they have families, they have mortgages, they're worried about just losing it all and then winding up underneath a bridge, you know, begging for food. That's the image that so many people have in their mind when they think about entrepreneurs and taking that leap. And here you were, and I love that, that you just realized you had this aha moment that, hey, you know, I'm single, I don't have a family, I don't have this big overriding debt. And you know what, if I do roll the die and they come up snake eyes and I bust that's kind of fine because I don't really have much to lose anyway. So why not just go for it all right now? Why not just throw that hammer and see where it lands? And so you went out and you did it. And that's when things started happening, Simon. That's when you met up with this girl. That's when you started coming up with ideas. And that's why you have this app now that's out in the store. So it's very, very crazy to see what actually can and does happen when you start rolling those die in a powerful and positive way. So Simon, Boil it down for us. Share with Fire Nation what your biggest takeaway is from that experience. Absolutely. Have the courage to take a huge risk on yourself and your future and have the determination to see it through regardless of the uncertainties. Oh, I love it. Confidence. Invest in yourself consistently. Drive forward. These are all things, Fire Nation, that are going to be the recipe for your success And Simon, you've had a lot of great moments thus far, but let's talk right now about another story, your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Take us there. Absolutely. It it actually kind of boils back down to starting this company. I think that once I met my business partner, once we started having these discussions, uh, we really put our ideas down onto paper. And there was a moment where we were talking and I said, uh, you know, I need to know right here and right now, are you in with me 100% or not? Because I'm going to do this with you or without you. And without even skipping a beat, she said, I'm in. And so we formed our company. 
Uh, we created a business plan. We talked to three investors. The first three investors that we talked to all said, yes, this is a great idea. We want to invest. We secured a huge amount of funding for idea. We hired our development team. Uh, we created several prototypes of the app. Uh, and Revel is now finally on the iTunes App Store, available for download. And um, we're actually right now entering into another round of investment talks to secure more capital to increase the pace and quality of development because users are recognizing how fun the game is and investors are actually recognizing the upside return potential. So everything that's happened in the last two years, I am the most proud of. Love it. So Simon, I love talking the stories of the name and the creation of it. And like with Entrepreneur on Fire, I was folding laundry. I heard Stuart Scott say, LeBron James is on fire. And I'm like, <laughs> everybody resonates with what on fire means. It means you're just killing it. You're crushing it. You're swishing every three-point shot you're taking. So it made sense for me. What's the story behind Odin's hammer? Absolutely. So I am a huge fan of uh, heroes, mythology, comics, uh, and uh, Norse mythology just kind of resonates with me. It's very powerful. It's very strong. It's very present. So do you watch uh, the new show Vikings? I have. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, I like cool. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also grew up uh, being surrounded by carpentry and construction, working for my father. I was always around hammers. Um, building, creating. Both my parents are fine artists. Um, I've always been around creation and creativity. And the hammer to me is a really symbolical, uh, iconic image. So when I combined those things together and I was thinking about the company, I said to myself, well, I want to create. I want to build. This company has to be about innovation. And uh, I couldn't. I didn't really want to say Thor's hammer because it really sounded kind of <laughs> cheesy to me. And even though you know Thor is associated with the hammer, the idea is well, where did he get the hammer? Who gave him the hammer? Who preceded that? And the idea was well, Odin. And Odin's a very powerful, dominant figure, and we want to be a dominant presence in the app world. The hammer is symbolical of creating, but also disrupting the current industry with the power to build or disrupt. And so we kind of combined those things together and created Odin's Hammer. Wow, love it. Sometimes when I ask that question, they come back with such wishy-washy answers. Like, you know, it was like a little <laughs> this, a little that, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's a great birth of a business name. So good stuff. And Simon, before we hit the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, I recently heard a great story about two guys in Dallas who started their business using just an iPad and 99 designs. Outline the sky. Palmer and Rex had enough of the t-shirt era dominated by mainstream brands with big blatant logos. So they had an idea. They found a Google image of the Dallas skyline, printed it out, traced it, took a picture with an iPad, and used an app to color it in. With that, they went to 99designs and launched a logo design contest. Within a week, they had an inspiring new logo. Voila! Outline the Sky was born. The duo is now in over 10 retail outlets and they've sold thousands of urban themed tees across the country. I found 99designs to be a great partner for any entrepreneur looking to bring an idea to life. Maybe you too can take your idea from merely an iPad drawing to a recognizable brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. 
When's the last time you implemented something to help you protect your business that took you less than five minutes to activate? Typically, it takes a bit longer than that to get a new system up and running, which can keep us from doing it in the first place. With MailRoute, the quick activation time is only the beginning. MailRoute does all of its work outside of your network, which means you don't have to worry about anything slowing you down. Their service not only helps reduce network and server load, it also helps lower management issues. MailRoute even gives you maximum control over your inbox by allowing you to change settings and update your preferences directly from your notifications, including your whitelist and blacklist preferences on a domain-wide or per-user basis. Talk about saving a ton of time and avoiding a ton of stress. You, Fire Nation, have a lot of other things you could be focusing on. For a free trial, go to MailRoute.net, enter promo code EOF for 10% off the lifetime of your accounts. MailRoute.net, promo code EOF. And Simon, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The fear of the unknown, uncertainty. It's a huge momentum killer. So my advice is always take leaps of faith and know that no matter what, the, that no matter what the universe will either give you success or a lesson that you can use towards your next round of success. What is the best advice you've ever received? Always follow your own path and have the courage to stick your neck out for what you believe in. You're either building your own dream or helping someone else build theirs. Oh, love it. Can you share one of your personal habits, Simon, that you believe contributes to your success? Absolutely. I would say daily meditation. I take time away from my hustle and bustle and I sit and I meditate every day for either an hour or longer. And I just really listen to the insights of what's going on in my mind because I don't always have the answers for for what I'm going to do next, but I feel like the answers are always dancing around me somehow and I can pluck them out of the air if I just listen. So I give myself time to meditate and reflect on not only what has happened, but what's currently happening and where I want to go. That's powerful. And I know that it can sound a little intimidating, Fire Nation, to start with an hour meditation, but there's actually a really cool website that one of my previous guests, Simon, just actually recommended called calm.com, C-A-L-M.com. And I checked it out. It's very fascinating. And they have just starting at like 30 seconds, two minutes, four minutes, having you build up all the way where you can extend out that form of meditation. And that can be really, really powerful. Absolutely. And, and my only advice is that there's no right or wrong way to meditate. I've been doing this now for over 10 years. It's a daily practice of mine. So however long you want to start for and do it for, that's good. Simon, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I do, but mine is so general. Uh, my favorite internet resource, literally, I have two, but I'll, I'll say the first one first. So Google I mean, honestly, with the right question or set of questions, you can find the answer, example, lead, or resource to either know, create, or acquire any information, knowledge, experience, or capital you need to do or you need to basically do anything you can imagine. And and this is just Google. This is literally the internet. If you have the question, you can get the answer. And my only joiner to that is YouTube because that's the video equivalent to Google. 
powerful fire nation. You can find the links to these really unheard of resources <laughs> at eofire.com slash Simon Chaplinsky. And Simon, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Cool. So I have, I have three. Uh, can I give all three or can I give, or should I just give one? You can give all three. Okay, cool. So my first one is Power Versus Force, and it's by Dr. Richard R. Hawkins. And I use it as my moral compass. Um, I've gained a lot of accept, exceptional perspective of human consciousness and possibility from this book. It's, it's really incredible. The second one is The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Uh, an oldie book goodie, and that one I use for helping me to understand the science and principles of successful dealings with all people anywhere in the world. And the third one is The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. And I like that one because it makes me feel comfortable with the idea of being rich and acquiring wealth. I think people struggle with uh, what money means to them in their life, but it's helped me shape my perspective of understanding that money is a neutral tool that you can use as a resource to create the life that you want for not only yourself, but others around you. No, that's powerful. And I actually just mentioned this yesterday, but whenever anybody comes up with a Napoleon Hill book, I have to ask that person. So I'm asking you, Simon, have you listened to the audio version of Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill? No, I didn't even know about that. Well, most people don't. That's why I get so excited about bringing it up. It was in the archives, in the vault for 70 years because they thought it was too controversial. But just two years ago, the Napoleon Hill Foundation released it. And the devil's voice in this audiobook of Outwitting the Devil is James Earl Jones. It's an <laughs> absolute home run. I mean, I love it. It's so good. So I love it now, right after this. So recommend it. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook, just like any of these four that Simon and I have mentioned for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Simon, This next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I like this question because it's really challenging. Uh, you have your shelter and your food provided for. So it's not like you need to spend your $500 right away. And you have a laptop, and I'm assuming internet, so you have access to any and all information that you really need. So first, I would figure out several things. Obviously, I'm waking up. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. I would first figure out what I wanted out of my life right there and then. I would sit and meditate on and evaluate my current situation. I would then use my laptop to get a lay of the land. I'd figure out on Google Maps exactly where I was. Am I in a city? Am I in a town? Uh, Am I in the country? What's the population? What's the place known for? What are the modes of transportation? I would then research my area and figure out what kind of place it was in terms of business, culture, politics, ideas, laws. Am I in a foreign place? Am I I in somewhere where I'm familiar with with the, the, the ideas? Is it an industrial city? Is it a metropolitan area with a lot of service industry? Is it a business or financial or technological hub? All those things are very important to my next steps. I'd then go out to my surroundings and I'd make observations and see if they held true to my research. I'd basically get a really good lay of the land. I'd talk to the people around my area who seemed interesting or had businesses. I'd figure out what the people of that area needed to improve their lives. 
And then I'd figure out how that fits into my own wants and needs and ideas for my life. And then essentially I'd go about formulating a plan towards securing the resources I needed to accomplish my goals and how I would do that. I'd start trying to plan a business or service or technology idea to help serve the people of my area. I'd reach out to uh, people and ask them to connect me to others with like-minded ideas, clubs, meetings. Uh, I'd get to know who to talk to uh, and what alliances to form with what people in order to try to figure out how to work, best work with them. Um, and then essentially, I'd leave the rest up to the universe. You can only do your best in connecting the dots and then you know, pursuing those ends and being persistent. But at the end of the day, you kind of got to let life take its course and see what happens. Simon, 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 I have to be completely honest with you. It's a little bit of a generalization, but when I saw that I was going to be interviewing a mobile app game developer for Entrepreneur on Fire, I got a little bit nervous. I was like, what kind of technical <laughs> audio tech speak that I'm not going to, you know, CPCS, HTML code kind of language are we going to be talking about here today? <laughs> but holy crap, holy, my friend, you have exceeded all expectations um, I have just so enjoyed having this conversation with you. I know without a doubt that Fire Nation has gotten so, so much value out of it. And let's end with a bang. You give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance and then share the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Um, the best way to find me is to um, go to my LinkedIn. Uh, I'm there as Simon Chaplinsky. If you want to connect with me, um, for business ideas, uh, by all means, please do. I kind of leave my social networking for my, my family and friends. So LinkedIn is by far the best resource to get a hold of me. One parting piece of guidance. Always believe in yourself. That's it. Keep it simple, baby. Fire Nation, believe in yourself. And Simon, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've talked about. Your crazy, crazy app suggestions with YouTube and Google. Your insane <laughs> book recommendations, Power vs. Force, The Law of Success and the Science of Getting Rich. Your contact information at LinkedIn. At eofire.com, they can just enter Simon in the search bar and his show notes page, Fire Nation, will pop right up. And Simon, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. John, thank you so much for taking the time to interview me and hear me out. I really appreciate this, and um, all the best to your listeners. Thank you. Fire Nation, if you're interested in creating your own podcast, then I'd love to invite you to join me as I share some of the most successful techniques and tactics I use here at Entrepreneur on Fire during our live Podcasters Paradise webinar. In addition to sharing my best practices, I'll also give you a sneak peek behind the scenes so you can see exactly what the Paradise community has to offer. Claim your spot at our live podcast workshop today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 